Welcome back to Going Rounds, the official podcast of Gusto, a matter company. I'm Jeanette Harris-Quartz, podcast producer and host of this very podcast. In our last episode, we heard from senior producer Gabe Gerzon as he read a blog from the forum titled, You Are Not Alone, Creating a Sense of Belonging with Branded Podcasts. If you haven't listened to that one yet, make sure you do. And today in this corner, we've got project manager Coulter Biot, whose story we'll hear after the break. My name is Coulter Biot. I am our team's project manager. And I started with Matter in the fall of 2013 as an intern. At the time, we were a team of three, and we were crammed in a tiny little office uh, that I think now is occupied by one person. And uh, there's been a lot of projects, a lot of people and faces and travel and a lot of fun experiences uh, in all the time leading between then and now. Um, And I'm just happy to have been a part of it. I do not have any nicknames, at least none that I'm aware of. I've heard the very basic ones before. People tend to to go to Colt 45. It's the name of like one of those 40 ounce malt beverages, but I think they're disgusting and um, that one never really stuck. My home, I sort of consider like two different places and, and I'll describe the reasoning there. Um, my, my real home where I grew up is Salem, Massachusetts. Um, it's known throughout history for the witch trials and everything related to Halloween. Um, but for me, it's where all the important places are that I spent time growing up and where a lot of my close friends are from. Um, you know, it's the city has changed a lot and I haven't lived there in a number of years. But anytime I go back, it certainly just feels like home going in there. Salem as a child, let me just start with Halloween. Trick or treat. That's really what any kid looks forward to, especially when you live in that area. Um, The entire month of October in Salem is completely dedicated to Halloween, and people from near and far come to to celebrate it. You know, it would start with figuring out what you're going to be for Halloween, and then um, what what was always really exciting would be going downtown and, and visiting family friends who lived down there, and then meeting up with the kids and trick or treating all around their neighborhoods, and then um, just you know the entire month in town is a total chaotic Halloween celebration, uh, really for all ages. One memory that always stands out to me with that is. Um, there was a friend who would always get these massive pumpkins. I'm talking like hundreds and hundreds of pound pumpkins. And he would carve them with a chainsaw with all these really unique facial expressions. And when you would go to their house to trick or treat, you could walk through and you could see them all. And I'm talking like at least like three, 400 pounds, even bigger, these things were. Um, so that was always exciting to see. And um, it's a friend of my dad's, so we would we would go with them to help pick these things up because they would be the pumpkins that were like winning the pumpkin contest at the fair that they were then buying. So um, that was just a really exciting part of, of Halloween as a kid. And then just as you grow older, it's it's more so, you know, going out and 
seeing the things, doing the stuff with your friends when you're less supervised. And I, I won't get into details there, but it's it's equally as fun um, when you get older as well. So I've, I don't, I like to think that I've really never outgrown Halloween. Um, I'm a parent now and my daughter's first Halloween was last year. And so we went as, I was a lobster and she was a stick of butter. And I thought that was really clever. The one other place that I would really consider home is Pemaquid, Maine. Um, we rented the same house for vacation from when I was a little kid up through a handful of years ago, at which point um, the house next door was going to go on the market and my parents dropped everything and bought it. And now, you know, I take my family up there all the time throughout the spring, summer, really every season. And it's just been one place that's been really, you know, consistent throughout my upbringing and through now. And um, I just love to spend time up there. Any place that I do consider home, this, the smell of the ocean, the smell of the salt air, and just being near the beach is, is really what resonates with me. Um, I currently live like 25, 30 minutes from the ocean, and it's the furthest I've ever lived from the ocean, and it's, it's a strange feeling being that far away. One memory that, that sticks out from when I was growing up, which is partially how I got into video in the first place, um, I really wanted to buy a video camera. And my parents said, you know, they're, they're really expensive, so uh, we're, we can't buy you one. Um, so they encouraged me to say, hey, why don't you get a part-time job if, if that's really what you want to do? So um, I started caddying at a local golf course, and I think I only caddied for a few rounds. And it wasn't really for me at the time. And my dad also made a bet with me. He said, if you can do 50 push-ups, I'll give you 50 bucks. And so I, I, I did that. Not that I could do that now. Um, and, you know, I think just saved up and chipped away over time. But I remember finding like the cheapest video camera that you could get at Best Buy and I bought it. And I remember when I was paying for it, I think the last like 60 or 70 bucks was just ones that I had saved up over time. But um, that, I mean, from then on, I, I've, I've always had one. And I mean, obviously anyone with a smartphone now can capture video, but at the time it was, it was pretty significant. When I was a kid, I was completely convinced that I was gonna be a professional baseball player. Um, you know, I always played Little League and I felt like because, you know, I got plenty of playing time in Little League, like, sure, like, I don't want an office job because I just want to play for this team when I grow up, right? Um, I got cut from the baseball team sophomore year of high school, so uh, that was a pretty harsh reality. But I always loved, um, you know, being around sports and video at the time. And that led me to think that I really wanted to work for a live broadcast for, you know, a, a sports network, you know, filming maybe just the left fielder for the whole game or be the guy who, you know, pans the camera across the visitor's dugout. Um, and, you know, in, in going to school and after making more and more films and doing video projects, I realized that I really like making really short pieces and then moving on to the next thing. And, uh, you know, being a part of the team at Gusto, I think really empowers me to do that. I 
outside of work, uh, I'm a dad. I've got a daughter who was born in January of 2021, and I love spending time with her. I mean, she's she's becoming her own person now, so it's exciting to go out to farms or go to the beach or just, you know, things that seem like such everyday outings to me that are just so exciting for her. I, I really have fun um, taking her to do things like that. Um, for myself, I really enjoy gardening. I like cooking. Um, I like going out on the boat. Um, we've got a little boat up in Maine that's just fun to putt around on. Uh, I like to swim. I love to watch at the NFL. Um, and, you know, I like to play golf too. So uh, I'm not really particularly neck deep in any one hobby, but I, I like to dabble in a bunch of different things. I was lucky enough to, the high school I went to had a a TV studio program. It was called TV High. And I had a teacher that really inspired me that um, was great to learn from. And it was just a class where you could kind of like dork around and make weird little videos with your friends. So we used to make trailers for a fake horror movie about a vacuum cleaner that would eat kids. Or um, we would go out to the parking lot and make like a check out my car video. We would just look at random cars in the parking lot and talk about them. You know, they were just dumb, fun little projects. Um, but, you know, the camaraderie of filmmaking really excited me. And, uh, you know, from when I entered high school, I knew I wanted to go to college eventually to do film. Um, and just weeding out the type of places that had the environment and the curriculum I was looking for. I, um, I went into college knowing I wanted to do video production. Um, so spent the whole time really focused on that. And then um, upon graduating, I didn't have a job for maybe that first year. And my mom came home from work one day. She's um, a, a preschool teacher and says, hey, one of my friends at work, her, her husband runs this video team up in Newburyport and they need, you know, they need someone as an intern. Um, so I sent my resume and I've been working for Tim ever since. I've been working with our team and our clients for enough time that I think I can realize when a project is going well and what's making it go well, and also when a project's not going so well and, and how to kind of get it back on track. Um, I, I can see that when a project comes in, how, wow, we could really nail this, we can do a great job with it. And I, I wanna make sure that that happens each and every time. So I'm really passionate about just streamlining our workflows from when we have that first call with a client and they tell us about their exciting idea for a video up through when we deliver the final assets to them you know how do we make sure that they are completely satisfied from start to finish while also making sure that our team is satisfied from start to finish having all the information they need to do a great job on the project and no one person is being left hanging and um you know getting any information at the 11th hour um, I, I like to think that my most important clients are not just the companies that we're working with, but really the people on my team, because my team can only work as best as we possibly can if everyone's happy and focused on what they're good at. If I could describe myself or my approach to work in three words, it would be honest, thoughtful, and creative. Um, I like to always find a creative spin to put on something, even if it's the most mundane of, of life tasks or it's a project that maybe not seem that exciting. Um, I 
like to be honest, even if it's not the answer that someone wants to hear. I, I find that, you know, if you just postpone honesty, it only gets worse. And thoughtful. I mean, I I love to go into any situation prepared. Um, one thing that I like to do is I'm always making lists, whether it's for an upcoming media agenda or it's for what I'm going to pack on vacation next week. I like to always have lists so that when it comes time to actually execute on something, I know that I can focus on executing and not trying to prepare while executing. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Going Rounds. I hope you feel like you've learned a little bit more about Coulter. And Coulter, although it might sound a bit cliche, I think I'm really envious of your upbringing and your childhood fall experiences, especially living in Salem. So cool. If you want to talk to Coulter or myself or anyone at Gusto, you can email us at hello at letsgusto.com. We can't wait to bring you more perspectives from our staff and other creatives that inspire us. Until then, goodbye.